Womantla on cliffcentral.com. That's it. That's what we're doing this morning here on Womanla. I'm Pume Mashiko and you are listening to Womanla. We were dancing here in the studio earlier. I'm so sorry my periscope's not on today for you to see. I've got two awesome women in the studio. Um, Chairperson of BWA Gauteng. You know the BWA girls. We often talk to these girls. Uh, Business Women's Association, because we're so proud of all the work that they do. Nobuntu, thank you very much for coming and joining us today. Thank you for having us. And we're, we're chatting. You know, this is the thing about women, right? As we get into the studio and for people who listen to Cliff Central all the time, I'm sure you know we're very sad here at Cliff Central because we're talking about Gukuzulu. And this is the thing about women. This is the thing about women. This is the power of women. This is what you bring into your organization when you have women executives. We're sitting with Ipiling Mkari, CEO, COO (laughs) of uh, her own Diverse, when I was reading it, it said diverse investment portfolio. <laughs> it's like, yeah, these girls are out here doing the thing. I've got the chairperson of the BWA in Gauteng. And we're clear that we're going to be talking about business. We're going to be talking about the regional finals of the Business Women's Association um, Awards. But we also have the conversation about what it means to be an awesome wife, the things that are taking us under. And we're all very sad because I think we're all thinking about Litsuko Zulu and as mothers, as wives, as sisters, as black women. We can't, can't take away what we know, what we feel, what we think. And we can do that because that's what makes us awesome as women. That diversity, that feeling, that passion, that emotion, that connection. So I'm going to ask you, Ripiling, mother of three, wife, (laughs) (laughs) business person, how do you think your femininity and your emotional response to life makes you a better business person makes me vulnerable and that's a great thing that's a really really amazing thing because you know um i believe that leadership is is um is learned you you grow into it you are you know you become a great individual in that leadership role as you fail and as you succeed and vulnerability is a core part of that because you don't know it all. And, and I think the ability, not just as a woman, but particularly this particular trait for me, I realized uh, two years ago um, uh, that my state of, of, of leadership is at a point where I am so able to be vulnerable. I'm so able to say, I don't know the answer to this question. And I have a problem that I need to solve me, Nobuntu, won't you help me solve it? You might know better what that answer is. I think my femininity also just totally transcends realms of places we get to when we are totally guarded as individuals and as people. And so we are people when we go to work. We are human beings. We're not robots. 
um, we we feel things, we think things, and therefore we need to be able to recognize that part of us. Um, and I work with people. I work with people who go through stuff at home and they bring that stuff with them and they need to be able to say, I'm going through this today and it may impact me today. And and so that's how I just believe it it transcends. But also I think it you know, we we are talkers. We were just talking about it, Pumi. We we share, we talk, we wanna connect. I'm reeling for my sister, let's say I've never met her, I've never met her husband, her late husband Gogo. But I'm reeling from the pain, knowing what and thinking about what she's going through. And that's what I think women bring. It's that absolute ability to say, it's okay, you know, and we, I'm here to listen. I'm also here to lead and I'm here to be firm and I'm here to do all those other critical things in the business. But I feel, and, and that is so necessary in this world today. We need leaders who can feel. Celebrating women, celebrating women in business, celebrating women entrepreneurs, celebrating. And the categories are so varied mm, they are. for the finalists. <laughs> no, talk to me about how you, how you chose these five finalists. Sure. I mean, I sat through most of the judging sessions and women are just something else because we sat through that. And I mean, you're talking about categories. So we've got um, corporate professional, social entrepreneur, emerging entrepreneur and entrepreneur. So these are women who are in their own sectors, who are in their own fields. Um, and, you know, they are successful in their own rights. But... What made it difficult was that you bring women into a room and it becomes more than about what's on paper and what they've achieved um, and who they lead and how many people they lead. It becomes about their personal story and their personal journey. So how we chose um, had to do with certain criteria, which you had to meet, but also it had to do with your story, with your baseline. Where do you come from? And how have you grown yourself um, to the place that you're at? It had to do with um, how are you going to impact our country? Because, um, and this is a personal, it's not a BWA standpoint, it's a personal standpoint. I feel like we have a leadership vacuum in our country. And um, we need a generation of women leaders that are going to fill that gap that we see. And those are some of the things that we were looking at. And fortunately, all the judges kind of have um, a similar perspective. So we were looking for people that we can see in their own industries, in their own companies, in their own way, are going to have a positive impact that will go beyond them just climbing mm. the ladder and them just building up a, a profile. And that is one of the most important things for us. I think our theme this year is the face of leadership. Um and that's why we chose Ipileng to be our guest speaker, actually. How did you choose Ipileng? I, w- I wondered about this. I was so, like, is she a member? <laughs> Utoli members discount. Never. <laughs> so, so we sat with it. We actually sat in a meeting and names were being bandied about. So there was names, there was names, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. And, and the usual suspects. The usual suspects. <laughs> and we sat there and we were like, actually, we want to hear a voice that we respect a voice that we look up to um, that we don't always hear, though. 
Um, there's a certain um, mystery about Ipileng. Oh, Ipileng, wow. what's your story? What's your story? <laughs> there's an enigma. <laughs> okay. There's an enigma. Ipileng, about like her. Her, but the face of the face of leadership. leadership. It's huge. It's yeah. Hell of so, a statement. So what's your story? And that there's a story behind it. What's your story? What's you know, your story? I'm humbled. I <laughs> truly am honored, and I'm humbled, Nobuntu. And I think I'm humbled because, you know, ladies, I've been talking for so long, but maybe I have been. I've been talking at universities um, since I was, you know, my very, very early stages and early age in my career. And I started at young. In, I started in very those young. early stages, can I just say, first CCTV, <laughs> black-owned mm-hmm. woman. And I've been, I've been going in to the communities. Country. What was that, 90? 1998. 1998. So it's, almost, it's almost two decades of doing this talking thing. But remember that I've been, I suppose... Um, I've gone to communities, I've gone to universities, I've, I've shared my story and I've shared it freely because it is, it, it helps me to reflect on my own journey. What's your story? Just two lines. What's your story? I'm a hustler girl. <laughs> That's all I do. That's all I've been doing for almost two decades. I hustle, you know, and I've, I, I started young and I think I, I, I have been able to fail many times. And, must and I, I say out you. this Must I out you about how young you are? You can. I don't have issues with that. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I started when I was about 23. I've been at this game for 18 years. So you, you can figure it can out. You know, you can do the math. Um, and I feel like because I started young, when you ask me what's my story, I've, I've had that slight lead on, on failure. You know, and I talk about failure a lot because... It is hard out there, ladies and gents. It really is hard. You know, you really need to hustle every day. Um, and every day is about saying, I'm going to achieve this. I'm going to set out to do this. And if I don't set out to do it, or if I, something, some stumbling block, block comes in my way, it is okay. You know, and I'm going to get up again. Um, I did that this morning. I'm going through a tough month. I'm going through a phenomenally tough month in my business. And I got a ma- an amazing email or SMS um, that I get from a, a spiritual um, mother, I should call her. And she sent me this SMS. And it was totally for me. Today. Now you have to read the SMS to all of us. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, I certainly will because I think, it, I think there are hundreds and thousands and millions of people today who will who will totally, totally um, reflect on this and, and it'll, he- it'll heal them. Arise from the depression and, prost- and prostration in, what's, in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine. Be radiant with the glory and brilliance of the Lord. For your light has come and the glory and brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. I, I just, I, wow. I woke up and I thought, you know what? Wow. Thank you, Ma. Thank you. I needed that today. Mm. I needed that. I needed to remember that I must rise and shine. And I'm 18 years into this, Pumi. It's, it's, you, you, you know, you've got to understand that hustling is a permanent thing. It's a daily game. And you, you know, you get better at it. And, and that's my story. So I run my own business. I have for, for many years. I've learned along the way. But really, my story is that I'm, I'm a young girl from Natal. I'm from Mlazi. And I had dreams. And You're from Mlazi. Yes, yes. That's my story. And I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> Durban girls stay slain. <laughs> Durban girls stay slain. You must stay. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, wow. And on the day, so there's a big gala event coming mm-hmm. in two weeks, ne? Next week, Next Thursday. Week, Next week, Thursday. Mm-hmm. But home, I need a babysitter. Yeah. 
Next week, yeah. Thursday, where are you holding the, the gala? At Nedbank, at the Nedbank Conference Center in Rivonia Road in Santon. Mm-hmm. How do I get a ticket? You email us, you go to our website, www.bwasa.coza, or you email us at gauteng at bwasa.coza. And what's happening? So you obviously you're gonna announce the winner. The one so, is there one so winner? Five or are, the, are they all? <clears throat> oh, see, I thought they were finalists, and then I looked at it and I thought, Mara, how are you gonna decide between Labantu Lava who all do different because things? Different things. No, so there's three finalists in each category. Okay, and we're gonna announce a winner in each category. Um, and I mean, we like really what I'm really looking forward to. We're gonna hear Ipeleng talk to us. Um, on the face of leadership And I think that's really Really amazing We're going to have entertainment We've got a young jazz woman Who's going to be You know um, Crooning And serenading us On the night um, And we're just really Going to be spending time Celebrating As women um, Of Gauteng Actually Our Our contribution To this leading economy In the country And to people's lives More than anything I promise you These finalists are amazing They are amazing We had a breakfast Three weeks ago, um, where it was meet the finalists and they all told their stories. There literally wasn't a dry eye hmm. in the room that day. Wow. Wow. Because some of these people have come from one of them. I know one of the finalists, um, comes from the Eastern Cape where her mom had left them and came to live in Joburg and they hadn't really, they didn't know her. And then at the age of 14, she packed up her siblings and she said, we're going to go live with my mom. Hmm. And she, she hustled. She, Hustled. She is so successful now, but she hustled. She was studying PR and selling stuff on suites on the street and, 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 and um, we've got another one who, um, was in business and then the business went down. She was in depression. She tells a story of how at some point when her business had gone down, they were counting. Um, she, she, she had an epiphany because she opened a tin of baked beans and she poured it and she started counting the baked beans and she said to her husband, do you realize how many baked beans we have? You know, as a, as a moment of gratitude, you know, of it's, it's, it's not over. You know, she tells a story and she says, um, she had a baby at the time and it was so bad that she would pray that her baby's nappy doesn't soil because she's out of nappies. This woman is today the platinum sponsor for these awards. And we're talking about these stories are from like a few years ago, four, five years ago. You know, I, I just, I am. Driven and impassioned by the sheer brilliance of women. I truly Absolutely. am. I truly mm-hmm. am. Because listening to what Nobuntu is saying, you just don't realize there are thousands and thousands of women doing that and then millions more who want to do that. Mm. And it's just truly, truly brilliant and amazing. Um, and not just because they're women, but because they actually are at the bottom of the rung in this South African economy. That is the bottom line. They are on the periphery. They are trying to crack into the mainstream of the economy. And everything is up against them. Mm. You know, another woman, another man, another black man, another white man. And that's just the stro- that's the story of a black woman's story. That is particularly in business mm. and even in the corporate sector. To hear what they go up against. Yeah. We, we have to be reminded that this is not the black BWA, it's BWA. So it's mm. all women. However, mm. listening to these stories, it just what impassions me and what just drives me is to be reminded women get up every day and they, they just get on with it. 
We just get on with it. You know, whether there was a problem, is all law, you slept without food, you mm. whatever, you get up and you make it happen. You know what, what, what absolutely always astounds me? And, and that's why I want to have the conversations about the stories that do not get told. Is that at a time when like everything, you could be famous for everything. You can mm. be famous for like mm. falling down on the internet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can become like everybody suddenly knows your face, knows your name. Because you fell. <sighs> yeah. Right? Breathe. And the, <laughs> you're having a moment. This, that's the age we're in mm. where mm. the idea of being known and being famous and has moved from there was a time when the actual thing about being a celebrity was that you were being celebrated for a particular thing. Mm. And there are so many stories that do not get celebrated. There are so many businesses in a country where we are trying to build six million, six, what is it? Six million jobs, right? Mm. That's our target, six million jobs. Absolutely. Where we should be celebrating every entrepreneur, where we should be celebrating every small business that starts. Mm. Indeed. That's because every small business that starts, all we need is a million small businesses that sure. employ six people. Then yeah, we've got then six got million it. jobs. Right, Absolutely. I like simple sums. <laughs> I wasn't that girl. Absolutely. I like the simple sums. And so when you celebrate yeah. and hold up the mic and shine the light, that's what it does for me. Is It says, ha, oh, look at that. Look at this amazing thing that's happening right under our noses. Absolutely. And actually what we, what, what we are hoping to do is to encourage other women. Um, it's, 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 I mean, we, there's a little bit of the stories because um, we're going to have a video with some of these stories on the night. But what we're hoping to do is to encourage other women. You know, I was saying to Ipeleng the other week that actually there are so many women who are actually just scared to mm. rise up. Mm. They, they are actually just really? scared. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Uh, and I interact with women from all walks of life. And there are some women who are just scared of their own light. Mm. Literally just scared of their own light. It is a reality. And, um, there are women who turn down corporate positions. Um, you know, it's a fear, unknown fear who turn down promotions. I have a friend who recently turned down a promotion for no real reason that she can't pinpoint. And when having met some of these finalists and having found out what they can do and what they do do in the corporate world mm. for another black young black. Mm for another youngster um, because they are there. The difference that is there because of that, um, the development that they can impart in other younger people in an organization, you don't, you don't realize that, that actually it's not just about me. And, and I think that's the biggest thing for me. It's not, so not. just about yeah. me. When I am not allowing my light to shine and when I'm scared of taking on the mantle of leadership, it impacts a whole lot of other people that could have potentially um, been significantly positively impacted by me being there. Hallelujah. That's so true. I, I I cannot underscore what you've just said more. Um and I think that we we are so fearful of 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 shining. I think I I have so many theories, but one of the ones that's really prevalent to me now, um and I and I shared this with you, Nobuntu, last hmm. week. There is um and I don't want to plagiarize like um Mrs. Uh, Mrs. <laughs> Trump has just done. So let me not be a Mrs. Trump, let me be a Mrs. Obama and say Lovelyn Nwadei is a young 
Nigerian South African woman who speaks about courage, complexity, and compassion. And in one of her talks um, recently in Stellenbosch, I think about a year ago, she talks about the issues that surround people, particularly South African people, and then particularly black people in South Africa. And that is the psyche of an inferiority complex. That is just that psyche, because that's exactly what apartheid did to us. It kind of told you, actually, Pumi, you know what? Nobuntu is actually really bad because she's black. You know, she's actually just so inferior. And that is permeated into who we are. And if you've been lucky enough to be raised to be a confident individual and m- amongst people who just celebrate you because they know that you are amazing, you've learned to understand that, you know what, actually I'm, I, am, I am who I am and I'm brilliant. And I think sometimes that fear, not just the actual fear at that moment, it's actually also about am I good enough? Am I superior enough? Am I strong enough? Is this for me? And what we don't realize, my sister, as you just said, is that when you actually step into that space that is you and you take that on and you make that your own and you own it and you, you just completely shine with it, so many other people um, actually are, one, emboldened by what you're doing and two, are inspired to do what you do, even if it's just to say, I just want to work with you or be able to be influenced by you in whatever way, shape or form. And I really, I truly believe that that is a huge opportunity for women in this country. And that is a huge message that the likes of BWA have the opportunity to share. Mm. Um, take up that opportunity, whether in corporate, whether in small business. What you start today, you don't know what it will become tomorrow. You know, I think there's... And you're making me so emotional today, you girls, I must tell you. <laughs> That wasn't our age. I started I'm out. Not, no, 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 I started out so weak. Well, when I started out a little bit weak, because <laughs> it's just it, it's just been a, a heavy week. But and and you're making me so emotional because I think a lot of the times, and I have been to a lot of dinners. I have seen a lot of speakers. I have heard the stories. I have, you know, it's it's like, and I know that in the moment, it's so like. You get hyped up. It's like in the church when they're calling like uh, altar call and you've been singing and dancing and jiving. You're going up there. You feel that way mm. when you, when you're in the, in the moment, in the hype, in the presence. And to hear all of this is fabulous and fascinating and exciting. And I'm saying this. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you kind of like going yes. And I'm thinking, but how do you, how do you make it last? How do we make it last? And okay, no, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a small break, right? (laughs) And we're going to, first we're going to pay bills. And then I want to chat about the, how do you transcend the hustle? How do you transcend the hustle? The women that are finalists Mm. are all hustlers, you say, you know, Mm. it'd be like, you're like, I've been hustling for 18 years. How do you transcend the hustle? How do you make it? More than just, you know. Last year, the CEO Sleepout was the biggest fundraising event in South Africa. This year, as a proud digital media partner for the Sympathy Sleepout, Cliff Central is challenging you to rally your colleagues in a company sleepout at your offices in support of the homeless and to raise money for education. It costs only 800 Rand to register. Visit cliffcentral.com for more info.
together again, Janet Jackson and my one of my favorite songs by Janet Jackson, but also I think for me today, one of a, a very appropriate song, because I think, you know, this is about the power of being together. This is about the power of knowing that in every moment, in every step, the people that are part of my network, the people that are part of my sisterhood, the people that are part of my life are always with me when making those decisions. We were talking just before going on the break. We're talking about celebrating, celebrating amazing business stories, celebrating the business stories of the women of Gauteng, the BWA. And I've got Gauteng chairperson here, Nobuntu Webster. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get double barrel. Like, I'm sure, like, there's always a question around. That. Oh, I get double barrel. Chairperson of VWA and keynote speaker on the evening. You must come. You must come because, like, I've never heard her speak, even though she says she's been speaking for 18 years. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you where I've heard Ipeleng speak. I've heard her speak um, on a radio station probably mm. like five years ago at a time when I was going through so much crap in my business. Oh. And she told such an authentic story. Oh, wow. I remember her oh. talking about early days and going to go and see a client and she had no petrol and she literally rolled the car <laughs> to the client so she could and I was like oh my gosh I need I, like I had to do that last week you know yeah. I remember her telling the most authentic story I've ever heard a business person tell on radio and now like literally it was at such a difficult time in the early um, years of my business and I was like She's gone through that. She's and, gone through that. But women, but She's people need to hear that. that. Entrepreneurs need to hear those real stories, mm. Ubuntu, because what you see is a magazine cover, mm. or you hear someone on a radio station, or you see them on a TV program, and you assume that that's that's who they've been all along. <laughs> well, how you know nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> you, you so you know I mean the long hours of the overnight success. Absolutely, <laughs> you know the long years, months of the overnight success, and. You know, hearing that it, it takes years to get a business running and up and running and stable and mm. that, you know, in the beginning you have nothing, you know, and you, you literally go f- living from hand to mouth. Literally, I lived from hand to mouth for a good five to seven years of the beginning uh, stages of my business. Mm. And if you don't share those honestly and openly, openly with people, we, we, you know, we actually also then undermine the reality of what this is about. You know, Bill Gates actually says it is wonderful to talk about my successes and to talk about the things that I've done brilliantly. But it is far more important to heed the lessons of my failure because that's what, that's when you really learn. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spotlight because before we um, went on on our little break, Ipileng, I want to know how you transcended the hustle. Because it's like we've we've made this thing and I think it's rap culture. I like hip hop. (laughs) I'm that hip hop kid, so I love hip hop. But the hip hop culture has made glorified the hustle. That it's all about the hustle. It's and and so for a lot of women, we we suffer to transcend the hustle. You know, how have you transcended the hustle? How have you gone from um a social sciences mm. degree mm. to chief operating? Officer of an investment house, like sure. what? So how do you? Yeah, absolutely. how do you transcend that hustle? I you know, that's such a fun, an amazing question, Pumi, because from the from the from the get go, what what I understood 
about my own capabilities and my strengths was that I have this undergraduate degree and I'm going to be one of thousands of students looking for a job somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and what makes me amazing? What, what makes me different from the next person? Okay. And essentially, my, my strategy, um, unbeknownst to me at the time. Was, <laughs> I love that. I love no, that. Very much unbeknownst to me. My strategy was to differentiate myself, I suppose, you know, in one way or another. So I didn't go from Ipiling social scientist degree, um, to a corporate environment. I went and I worked for a family owned business. And in that one year that I worked there, I realized within six months, all the major problems that were there, the biggest one of which was I was a front. And from that moment on, I decided to leave. But I left um, six months later with a plan. And so the, there began my hustle. So the hustle does not mean, need to be this rap culture glorified kind of thing. It's a professionalized hustle. Okay, so it's I'm leaving with a plan, a plan of action, a business plan. I'm leaving with a particular strategy. Um, I then start my business in 1998, a year after I'd worked for this company. Mm. And I start with nothing. Absolutely nothing other than a Rolodex of people that I can call who I've been talking to in this previous year that I worked for this family owned business. But everything I do is professional from the emails I write, the letters I write to people, the manner in which I talk to them, the proposals I present. Everything is structured in such a way that it is it's it's of the the same um, standard that they would receive from an established business. Um, and obviously, when they meet me, it's oh, okay. You're this young black woman. You know what do you want here? And I got a in lot of 1998. That. And in 1998, four years post democracy, I told the council of <laughs> black business council uh, two weeks ago, a week ago, that you you are looking at the product of this democracy. I told I said to them, you are looking at a business that is 18 years old. The country is 22 years old in this democracy. Literally, I have been. Moving at the pace that you move As you make changes I'm either benefiting or I'm not benefiting from them In my business And that and that struck me and it struck them Because then you start to realize that You know, everything For me, everything I've done has been very, very professional So we've always pitched ourselves As a business above We've always, I always say to our team You've got to, you've got to almost um, 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 What's the word? You've got to hit harder than what your real punch is um, you've got to you've got to try and pitch above what you know you truly are, uh, not because you are overselling yourself, overselling yourself, or not because you are also, um, you know, trying to 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 undermine that which you are. Because you could undermine what you are if you, if you really aren't that, but because you realize that some people have had fifty years on you, yeah. they've had fifty year lead time. You're coming into this now, so what are you going to do to differentiate yourself now in the quality of service in your professionalism? So. I really want to make sure that people understand that hustling is not necessarily this absolutely um, unprofessional thing. It's it's a proper hustle, um, and it's a hustle that is ethical. It's a hustle that is above board. It's a hustle that is that is that is exciting and inspiring. That's professional, um, and it's and it's a hustle that I hope other people look at and th- and think. I wouldn't mind working in that organization. I wanna I wanna understand that energy, and so that's what we've done for 18 years and we've achieved great things but we've also not achieved a lot of great things and and that's the balance that we live with every day it's sustainability actually all the time that's that's <laughs> the word no yeah. and i'm i'm thinking here you know you talk about the roller decks mm. of people that you met or spoke to in your first job and i'm thinking how does 
being a member of the BWA like enhance my hustle. Mm. Why? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, look, I'll I'll tell you the the one thing in the the many many years of being in business, being a freelancer, being in media, being in all of those things. The one thing that everybody talks about networks, right? Mm. Everybody talks about networks, but nobody tells you how to build it. Mm. Nobody tells you how to mine it. Nobody tells you. Like, mm. It's like, you know, at, I, I do remember at some point going through life thinking, well, wonder if I just get so-and-so's phone number, <laughs> then... <laughs> This is the real thing. It? How you use networks. How mm. you how how do you use a network without being a user? Mm. You create authentic relationships. And and so I'm wondering being part of this organization, mm. does it help me do that? It does. How? Because you get to meet people. And I mean, just amongst the finalists themselves, there, there's some of them that are already doing stuff together. Um, our members, you, you, you get to meet people and you get to actually, we create an environment where you can have authentic conversations. Um, we create that environment because I think we've realized that the most important thing that we need to be as we lead the BWA is authentic. Mm. Um, and those are the relationships that work. Uh, because you're talking about um, using a network without using it, without being a user. Yeah. And, you know, when you have a real relationship with someone, it is a give and take type of relationship. Um, and when you have authentic linkages and when you have a, a, alliances and alignments that just come up naturally and they do um, and they will. And you'll pick up the people that you just automatically align with, uh, whether it's because of the type of work you do, whether it's because of your stories or the, whatever it is. Um, and those are the platforms that we create. But also... Um, for starters, we are launching a mentorship program in September. Um, and I think it is one of the most powerful ways um, of transferring knowledge and of transferring opportunity and opening up opportunities to others who are still behind you. Um, and I mean, we're going to have days where we have people like Ipeling, tea with Ipeling type of thing, where you can have one-on-ones, well, not one-on-ones, 20 of you with Ipeling, for instance. And I mean, it's got to be relevant people, for instance, people who are in property, people, you know, that make sense to bring them around Ipeling to have those conversations with her. So those are the types of things we do. Ipeling cannot mentor 1,000 people. No, should she be expected she to? She shouldn't be expected to either. But because you know, she does have three children. You know, yeah. for starters. Yeah, I, I want to have that conversation <laughs> for just starters. now. Say, how are you running this sham? Three kids and three a big kids. business. <laughs> for starters. So, I mean, if she can sit with 10 people twice a year. Um, and have real conversations. I mean, you must catch what, what you need to catch at that moment from her because she, I mean, she cannot. I remember sitting in some event and, and a young woman puts up her hand and she says, she's tired of trying to call. And then she names all of them, including Ipeling, all the oh famous people. Word. She's tired of trying to call all of them and they don't get back to her and she just wants a mentor. I know I stood up and I responded to that and I said, the mentor is probably right under your nose. Because there are people doing magnificent things and brilliant things all around us. And those are the women that we bring into the room that are not necessarily on a magazine cover, that are not necessarily in the newspaper, but they are doing phenomenal things. Like I said, our 15 finalists are 
all doing such amazing things, but they are not necessarily all on magazine covers or in, in newspapers. But that's what we do. We bring you with ordinary women who have done well for themselves, who can mentor you, who are not necessarily the famous people. Speaking of the famous people, speaking of the famous people, so Epileng, you've got a very famous last name, ne? Okay. <laughs> Ubongas. <laughs> Which, this is a thing, you know, and, yeah. and I remember the first time I ever read anything about you and I thought, is she Kevin's sister? Oh, wow. Oh, well, when, because, <laughs> no, because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I wondered if you were Kevin's sister, because you're also not that trophy wife, right? You're not the... I'm at the Durban July. I'm at the, you know, you, sure. and I can, and, and as, as a person then reads about it, you're like, yeah, of course she's not at the Durban July. Oopies, Ilomunt. Very. <laughs> so I, I want to know about, sure. and, and he in his own right has business interests and has built quite a substantial name and business and business empire with his partners. Yes. Um, how does that then work mm. in the Mkari household? When Mrs. Yeah. Mkari comes home, it is works. she there cooking it curry? Actually, every day, every <laughs> night, I promise you. Ah, so I think. Wait, whoa, whoa. What? Yeah, I think you need to also, it, it, it differs for family to family, woman to woman, man to man. And I'm, I'm a, you know, this is Ipiling. So this is me being my my a wife and mom. Um, very busy during the day and you know, plan the day the way that it needs to go. And when I'm at the office, I'm at the office. But when I'm at home, I'm at home. And I think learned that a couple of years back, um, early in my career, that it's very hard. So, you know, let's not play around. It is absolutely difficult to to be a working individual no matter what you do, and then to, to get into a partnership, marriage a relationship, you love your partner, you want to make it work, everything is so amazing. But these forces are kind of kind of polarized, you know, so, so they, they, they need to, you need to find your way of working through that. And Giv and I have bootstrapped, Given has bootstrapped his business, I've bootstrapped, I mean, we met literally in our early 20s. So it's not even a question of, I know where he comes from. He knows what I've done and where I come from. And so I've seen all of that. And he's seen also um, all of what I've tried to achieve. And it's been individual and collective. So I think you, you then figure out um, a way of working. Had I married, had he married a corporate wife who worked at a bank or something and was a whatever, it, it would have might have been different, you know, and vice versa. And some of the things that we learned to do was, you know, kind of, Let's let's differentiate that now we're at home and so the laptop stays in the, stays in the boot. That was long before iPads, obviously, and before we had little kids who could actually start wanting things to play with. Um, and those things worked. They were hard to do, but they worked. So what I, I've learned to do is to, to do the things that make me happy. So what makes me happy is I come home and I, I cook a meal for my family. Every night that I'm at home, obviously, sometimes I'm away. I've been away for two days um, with, with some of my family. And and last night I was exhausted. Got home from driving from Durban and got home and just cooked that meal, you know. And, and my kids know that it it also is a moment for mom to bond with the kids. How was homework? How was school? What have we done? What have I missed? Um, what's the plan for tomorrow? Two, a lot of help, a lot of help. So I can't do it alone. 
I mean, from from my husband to my kids, understanding that this is what I do. You know, them asking, Mama Kanja, what do you do? What is it that we do at Muzing? You know, what do, Dad, I can see there's a, there's a radio station there. What do you do? You know, and having to take them to the office, sit with them. This is what I do. This is what mommy does. And, and sharing those experiences with them, very important because they then own it and they love it and they, and they, they treasure it. What do you okay? hope your girls are learning from you? Assurance, self-assurance and independence. I think those are the two most important things that I learned from my mom. Um, you know, just get up and do it every day and be sure, be assured of who you are. Um, and I was raised by a very confident uh, set of parents and, and parents who affirmed me every day. So if, if we can just do that for our girls, um, that would be amazing. And so that's, that's the three girls in my life, my, hub, my hubby in my life, it, it, it is a lot when you look at it in totality to do. But when you look at it in bite-sized moments and the things that matter to you, it's okay and it's doable. Um, and for as long as those people understand that that's what makes mommy happy and everyone else is happy. So I think in the nuclear family, you know, with your husband, with your kids, with that, you you can get that to sing. It's when you then have to go and be makuti. So, yeah, you took. Let's not get into the Duke story. <laughs> if I had my the girlfriends Duke around story. here, they would tell my story. The Duke story is important. You see, see Pumi and Nobuntu, and, and Nobuntu, you married, mm. I, I figure. And, and, you know, what's interesting for me, Pumi, I don't know if you are, and it doesn't matter if you are or not. I suppose I'm just one of those very basic, I'm a simple girl, you know. Mangia Ekaya, when I go home, and Umakoti. I am Umakoti. Mm. All the way. All the way. Down to language. I speak my husband's language. Do I'm not, you? I'm not Shitsonga. How did wow. you do that? Down Coming, to language. Uh, um, you know? Apart from the fact that Tonga men are very, very... Tonga people love language. They um, love their language. Up. How but, did you do that? That's well, because it's important to me. Mm. And that's part of... That transcends a lot of barriers. You know? So... Growing up in Mlazi, I, I speak Zulu fluently and, and Zonga and Zulu are both Nguni-based languages. I was lucky enough to have been exposed um, to enough of the language to pick it up. Hmm. And for me, that is one of the most basic, simple forms of just saying, I am part of you. I am you. And, you know, from Granny Ukokwana, whom, and, th- and that was part of my reason. I want to be able to speak to my husband's grandmother with absolutely no need to have anybody sit with me and say, oh, Uti, Uti, she's saying, no, we will have a relationship. And, you know, it's been critical for me. And then other things, whatever it is, whether it's how we live in this home, you, you know, what we do in this home, how we celebrate in this home, how we mourn, you, you've just got to take it on. And so that's what I believe. And, 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 I, and, I, and I believe that it has made me a happy person at Azumakoti. There are challenges, obviously. There are times when I'm just like, I'm, I'm tired. Don't want to do anything else. But obviously, the, that, that's going to be part it's of gonna it. It's going to be. No, every, you know, I, and I, I, I asked the Duke story because I think every married black girl in corporate, in business, one of the, the biggest tugs of war is always the Duke. Don't take me down like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fighting a corporate is, battle here. You know what? My thing with the Duke is, and and my husband, they have um, 
I mean, he, they live in an urban area, but Emma Farm is, is a place where I have to wear it. But my whole thing is, it's just like a moment in your life. Absolutely. It is not your whole life. It is one day in how many months? Absolutely. Or two days in how many months? Like, I, 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 I personally don't understand the big phenomenon about the Duke. And now, okay, it's fashionable anyway. So, like, Hi. can we just slay the Duke? I don't get it either. I just don't get it. You're just actually slaying but the it's Duke. It's not your whole life. <laughs> I mean, people have had it worse. People have had to live with their in-laws and had to wear it every day. But if you're saying it's an issue because, ish, I'm going to my in-laws now, I must wear a Duke. That's, that's just me personally. Like, I... I would love you one day to have a conversation on your show or whatever show about the, the, I think as black women who have become highly educated and, and very emancipated, we need to, we need to own who we are. And, and, and that, that is loaded for me. So, um, I am the emancipated Ipileng wearing my high heel, but I am also the truly traditional Beautifully strong black woman mm. who will carry Ipiling as you see her today in any environment and who will, who will celebrate that. Um, and I think one of the challenges we have is that we're fighting what's in us. We're fighting our own internal battles about who we want to put out there and yeah. whom we know we've also, we've seen Abu Mamabe to raise us and be raised and do things. And we are challenged with the, the, the coming together, the literally the convergence of these two epilings or three epilings or four. And yet what we need to understand is we can be all of them. We can be all of them. It is okay and it takes nothing away from in any one of them. It doesn't make you inferior or less than. It it once you know who you are in your space, I promise you you you'll transcend all of that. So that's another topic for another day. Powerful one. <laughs> and that is that is power. The voice, not the face. Of the keynote speaker at next week's regional uh, gala celebration of the winners of the BWA Business Women of the Year. Uh, that's the voice. If you want to see her, I think, is that part of your... I have so much to talk about. Okay, <laughs> I was telling, telling Nobuntu, I have so much. There There's you so go, girls. In, in the midst of all of the things that she's going to talk about, authentic conversations. She's the keynote speaker at at the... Gala dinner mm-hmm. celebrating the winners of the Gauteng chapter of the Business Woman of the Year Awards. It be like, Miss, Mrs. 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 And Nobuntu, chairperson of Gauteng BWA. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for the scintillating conversation. I must say, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a whole lot more lifted, girls. Well done. Oh, thank you. I'm thank feeling you a lot more lifted <laughs> about this day. Thank you for but having that's us. But that, that's what you can expect, a bit of that and more. Final details about next week. How do people get tickets? What do they cost? Where do they go? Where are you hosting it? Okay. Who's cooking the dinner? Tickets. <laughs> Ipileng's not cooking. <laughs> Thank God. Although we heard she does. Um, the dinner is on the 28th of July, 6.30 for 7, um, at the Netbank Conference Center in Rivonia Road. You can call us on 076-389-5099. 076-389-5099. 500 rand for members, 700 rand for non-members. Um, what else do you want to know? 
Yeah. Mm, that's it. That's, that's it. it. It'll be an amazing Girls, evening. It'll, it'll be, be an amazing evening. It'll be an amazing evening. It will be. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming through. I'm definitely, now I'm coming, but now I feel a good thing. Definitely put my name on that list. I'm definitely yes, coming to the dinner. Consider it done. Uh, I just need a, a babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> just need a babysitter. You have a whole week. <laughs> I have a whole week to make it happen. Mm. Thank you so much, ladies. You heard it here first. If you didn't know, this is what Wumanda sounds like. And next week, you can see what it looks like too. Catch you later. At Sibanye, we believe leaders are made, not born. We also believe we can create a sustainable legacy by helping to develop tomorrow's leaders today. We are proud of our partnership with the Leadership Platform and will continue to support leaders who are committed to growing our country. Sibanye, we are one. Visit us on sibanyegold.co.za. Womantla on cliffcentral.com.